Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with school books and textbooks in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is a very, very special guest. Ambassador Barnes, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Thomas. I'm great, great to be here. Awesome, awesome. So today's, before I go into your bio, you know, today's episode is a very, very special one because this is a this is a topic that's actually close to my heart, close to my heart. Um, Ambassador Barnes, he's the the presidential candidate, the Liberian presidential candidate for, of Liberia, and he's he's on a mission to do some great things right now. And you guys know I was born in Liberia, I survived a civil war, and I'm always looking for ways and means to um to give back. So it's my honor to interview this gentleman today. So let, let me dive into his bio. So Ambassador Barnes comes from a legacy of public servants. His father, Roland, spent 50 years in public service in Liberia, working in all three branches of government. His mother, Eudora, a teacher, dedicated over 45 years of her life to educating young people in Liberia. Observing the example of both of his parents, he had the determination at a young age to one day serve his country as well. So to, to, to today, Ambassador Barnes, so him and his wife, Dawn, left Liberia in July of 1980 as a result of the violent coup d'etat and moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where he worked in telecommunications for 14 years and quickly rose through the management ranks, working in financial management, internal control, and marketing. So after leaving the corporation in 1996, he ran a successful telecommunications consulting firm. Now, in 1998, Ambassador Barnes decided to return to Liberia, where he worked as an analyst at the Ministry of Finance and was soon appointed to the National Social Security and Welfare Corp Corporation as Director General. In only six months, six months, in only six months at NASCorp, he was able to completely transform the corporation from a debt-ridden, underfunded entity into a more efficient one by streamlining its workforce, challenging and motivating the management team, and aggressively negotiating with creditors. That's impressive right there. Within six months. Wow. So in September of 1999, Ambassador Barnes was appointed as Minister of Finance of the Republic of Liberia and held that position until July of 2002. In that capacity, he became the chief architect of Liberia's fiscal program. During his tenure as minister, he oversaw and implemented a new tax code for Liberia in constitution with the Fiscal Affairs Department of the International Monetary Fund. During his tenure as minister of finance of Liberia, he conceptualized and developed a proposal for a summit of post-conflict nations in Africa. Now, in May of 2006, Nathaniel Barnes was appointed ambassador and permanent representative of the Republic of Liberia to the United Nations. He views this challenge as another opportunity to serve his country 
in its bid to re-enter into the global committee of nations while pursuing its strategic, economic, social, and political objectives. Ambassador Barnes believed that, quote, the trust of our efforts here at the United Nations will be rebuilding our traditional relationships and forging new ones on a foundation of trust, understanding, and mutual respect. Wow. Wow. That's amazing right there, Ambassador Barnes. Ambassador Barnes, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to How May I Serve You. Thank you very much. So um, let's dive into it right now. So I'm pretty sure our listeners are eager to really um, hear from you. So I'll give you the chance, you know, to really, you know, give a little one or two minute, you know, input about who, who you are, where you're from, how you got started. Well, thank you so much. I really am very pleased and honored to be here uh, and talk to you and people like you, young folks, both in Liberia, out of the Liberia, in the diaspora. And uh, I'm, I come from a relatively humble background, like you said, my parents, I come from a legacy of servants. And uh, I learned the value and principles of hard work and service, you know, that fundamentally to to move ahead and, and accomplish any major goals in life and, and attain the light, one must do so by serving. Mm. So I spent nearly all of my adult life, professional life, serving. I uh, have worked in the private sector, as you mentioned, in telecommunications and in the public sector in our beloved Liberia. So uh, I know for a fact that uh, since our the founding of our country, we have faced many, many challenges. We have made many, many mistakes, had many, many wonderful uh, highs. But uh, all in all, we find ourselves in a situation now where I think our country is in trouble. And it's been that way for many generations. Of course, one would ask, well, why do I say that? When you look at our country, the first independent country on the continent of Africa, and look at where we are now, it doesn't all go well, mm -hmm. rational thought, uh, for that length of time and the opportunities that were sent our way, including some hurdles, that uh, we are only where we are right now. And that indicates to me that we need to radically change our approaches, our leaders, our paradigm, so that we can move forward for a more prosperous uh, and a better future for all Liberians. And that has motivated me most of my life in, in serving to say at some point in time, if I'm given the opportunity, I will step forward and prepared, be prepared to make the sacrifice to lead Liberia to where I believe and most Liberians believe it should be. Okay. So I'm really honored and at the same time humbled to present myself to the people of Liberia to lead Liberia. I, I don't take this responsibility lightly. Yeah, it's taking it's taking quite a bit of prayers and support, <laughs> and uh, I I truly believe. First and foremost, I, I'm, I'm deeply spiritual. And uh, secondly, I believe in myself. I believe that I know how to do it. I know what it will take to do it. Will it be easy? Of course not. Okay. But, and I know that there are sacrifices that will have to be made, but we are prepared. As far as I'm concerned, Liberia is on the abyss, on the edge of the abyss right now. 
And if we're not careful, we're going to fall in and become literally stateless and governless. Yeah. So it's yeah. time to, to change that, pull us away, and put us on a new trajectory to prosperity and freedom. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I agree with you. So no, according to my research, your father spent 50 years in public service in Liberia, and he worked in all three branches of the government, right? The judicial, the legislative, the executive. Um, was this what ignited your, your spark to run for presidency? My, my dad was a very special person. He was for much of my life, my all of my life, as a matter of fact, he was my hero. Uh, and what one of the qualities that was most admirable about my father was humility. The mm. very, very humble man, in spite of his intellect, in spite of his accomplishments, uh, he was quite humble. And uh, I strongly believe that humility is a key, key characteristic that a leader must possess. And besides being humble, my dad was very courageous also. <laughs> he was not afraid to take on the challenges uh, as long as he believed he was doing the right thing. And uh, those two qualities that he exuded were some of the motivations behind me and my attempt to lead. Uh, he had a very, very uh, gracious attitude of, you know, embrace happy man and enjoy making people happy. My dad was a fellow person. We grew up in Gay Town on the old road. And on any given evening, you see my dad sitting on the old road with the lady selling oranges and ground beef and chatting <laughs> with her. You know, here's the Associate Justice of the Republic of Liberia doing that. Okay. Manifestation of his own humility that uh, he didn't think he was above anybody else and a, a real man of the people. And I learned a lot from him. Also, my mother, who was a teacher, mm -hmm. I believe that teachers are God's gift to this world. Amen. I believe that's they, the they are They are unappreciated overworked and underpaid mm -hmm. but she 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 taught in the librarian education system she eventually owned a school of her own called the barnes foundation school in lakbazi by the airfield there uh, in monroga and her mother before her was a teacher and her mother before her was a teacher so i come from a legacy of service and i do believe that service is the true path to the life yeah so yes those, those are motivation for me too as a matter of fact make the determination to try to, to attempt to lead Liberia. Yes, indeed. You know, and part of the reason why I even created my podcast, How May I Serve You, is because 
I like to connect myself with servant leaders, right? And this is why I interview coaches and executives because um, they tend to provide themselves. They tend to want to serve the public, right? Serving leaders. And it's also important. And the office you're running for, you know, as president of Liberia, that's one of the, the highest office, one of the highest position right there. And the goal is for you to serve the people. The president right. is supposed to serve the people. That's the position of a right. president. So um, I commend you on that. So, you. you know, you know, I, I was born like I was born in Monrovia. I was born in Monrovia, um, Liberia. And I also experienced the devastation of the Liberian Civil War, right? Uh, firsthand, you know, I experienced running from bombs, seeing people get shot up, you know, the 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 chaos, the you know, the the craziness of the civil war. Um However, I was fortunate enough to have left at age six and I, and, and I was able to, well, my parents sent for me and my sister um, and we moved to Brooklyn, New York when I was six years old. So I was extremely fortunate enough, all right, to have been transplanted. But the Civil War lasted 14 years, as we both know it, and literally ravaged the entire country. And to this day, the country is, is still still it's still going under, you know, it's, it's still being devastated. It's, there's still a lot of chaos. Um, so once you you become president, right? I said once you become president, and not if you become president, because I believe that words are powerful, right? I believe in manifestation, and I believe words are so powerful. And this is why I'm manifesting your victory right now. So, what is your plan to rebuild the country? Well, uh, you know, there are, like you said, there are huge challenges. We've endured a lot. And, uh, you know, one very, very critical characteristic of the Liberian people, of Liberia and its people, is we are resilient. True. We are tenacious. In spite of incredible difficulties that we've come through, we have survived. Okay. Uh, but one of the challenges is, we have experiences and we don't learn as much as we should from our experiences. Mm -hmm. So as a result of all of the turmoil in our society, we have challenges. Okay. What I intend to do is to focus not on the surface, which has been the tendency or the propensity in Liberia. Mm. The leadership focus on the surface of the issues. When, as a matter of fact, the issues go a lot deeper than that. Our challenges, our psychosis, all of the challenges we've had goes a lot deeper than that. So it means that we need to sort of begin to peel back the layers of our challenges, our, our national personality, and begin to root out those bad things, okay? And to do that, we must be reconciled. So I believe that in order to more or less get Liberia ready to shoot off to the next traje trajectory, we need to do two very important things. There are many things that we must do, but to me, the two most important ones, we must be reconciled. We are not a reconciled people as we are today. There is no common thread or no common factor that unite and binds us as a people. So mm. because we are not reconciled, we, it's difficult for us to agree on a direction or a way forward, Yeah. okay? So we need to be reconciled. And to do that, we need to sort of face some, my grandmother used to say, some stubborn facts <laughs> about our realities, about our past, about our existence and our future. 
So we need to more or less focus on reconciliation as a people. The second thing that we must focus on in order to move forward is this matter of corruption. There is pervasive corruption in Liberia, and mm -hmm. it's not only systemic and institutional, it's psychological. So people begin to think that it's, it's okay to cheat, it's okay to steal, it's okay to, to, to exploit and, and take advantage of others, okay, when it's not. So we need to take those two issues and put them at the forefront of our national concern, our national vision, and our, our national direction. And once we're able to overcome them, you know, in terms of being a reconciled society, and there are ways to do that, and then on the issue of corruption, begin to take action to get it out of our system. Is it going to be easy? No. no. Because, as I said, systemic, it's institutional, it's psychological. To get a person yeah. to, change, to change the way they think is one of the most difficult challenges in life. Okay? Yeah. So we need to, my, the focus basically is to address that. We need to build our institutions. We don't have viable, effective institutions. Uh, and the reason for that is institutions in Liberia are revolving doors. For example, one party, a person, their political party wins the elections, okay, and they take over the governance of our country. In a very short period of time, Take, for example, one institution, the Ministry of Finance. Everyone in the Ministry of Finance from the previous administration is swept out, and a whole new crew comes in from the minister down to the elevator operator. Okay. So, so when you do, yeah, when you do that, you do not have continuity, you do not have institutional memory, you do not have consistency. Okay. We need to build our institutions, we need to address the issue of education. Okay, we need to address the, uh, the education is we've taken a, a cookie cutter approach to education and many other aspects of our society. Mm. We look at plans and books and, 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 and writings and we said, well, it worked over there, so it will work here. We need to begin to look at our challenges and find homegrown solutions to our challenges. Now, so, so, the so, yeah. so, so basically, um, you, talk, you talk about a customized approach. Right, customization because you can't, yeah. like you mentioned, you can't use a, a, a cookie cutter approach to try to fix um, somebody else's problems. So, right. when you go, so are you saying we need to assess our problem areas and then create a customized solution? Precisely, especially when it comes to things like healthcare, mm -hmm. education, infrastructure, okay, even our global relations, international relations, and diplomacy. Okay, for example, the, our education system is patterned after that of the United States. You know, kindergarten, secondary, you know, a grade secondary school, you know, uh, junior high, high school, and on to college. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have not focused. We had just begun to focus on the vocational aspect of education. There are countries in, in, in Europe, for example, where there are more vocational school certified professionals than there are college educated professionals, you know. And we need to work on those kinds of things. Find customized solutions, local solutions to those challenges. Okay. Uh, the issue of reading. Okay. I, I, I teach at the graduate school uh, at the AME University in Monrovia. Mm -hmm. At a graduate level, I teach international relations and, and corporate finance. And it's amazing how 
much our students do not read, they do not have the discipline of reading. So we need to relook at all of that and structure a system, okay, or paradigm that meets our needs. We need to plan over longer periods of time that will ensure sustainability. Right now we're planning, we do planning on a yearly basis. Yeah, Developing sure countries that do well have historically planned for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years ahead. Mm. Okay. So, and that can only be done with visionary leadership. You know, the issue of agriculture, the issue of the exploitation of our natural resources. Okay. Liberia is largely an exploitative. We, we, we use a lot of um, uh, our natural resources, our mining, basically mining, gold, diamond, iron ore. It's extractive. It's extractive. But there's something very fundamental about that. Those resources will be exhausted. They will finish. So we need to exercise, for example, the vision of investing in renewable resources. Human beings invest in our people. Okay. And they that that investment continues to pay back, as opposed to the iron ore that's going to be exhausted or the gold that's going to be exhausted. Invest in agriculture, which is renewable, okay? And it's, it's just important that we relook at our entire future based on our past experiences, okay, and our current existence, okay? So that we build a Liberia that is owned, managed, and led by Liberians using Liberian solutions, okay? But in order to do that, we need to do some hard introspection, national introspection as to where we want to go. True, okay? true. We need so, to begin to look at getting mm. true leaders that have good leadership qualities as opposed to politicians. The yeah. example so, always so that's the point. So, yes. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned leadership because this, this is a question I really, I really, really want to dive, dive into right now. So um, I understand you also just mentioned um, past experiences, right? Um, things we've done in the past. Now, we both know that when it comes to the current leaders that are in, that's in Liberia, they are older, right? Mm -hmm. And they have outdated policies, and their mindset is a bit is a bit archaic, right? I'm just mm -hmm. I'm speaking frank right now. It's the truth. Um, what's your plan to help to get some younger folks in leadership leadership positions, right? Folks that are young, vibrant, and have some new ideas to implement. That's an excellent question, Thomas. And I tell you something. I am running as an independent. And there's a reason for that. The reason why I'm running as an independent is I think that institutional politics has been a hurdle to Liberia's progress. Okay. In other words, there's a political party or collaborative part, a system where they, 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 they win the elections. And what do they do in terms of selecting experts? or the appropriate people to help to manage and govern, okay, they work only within the framework of their institutions, mm. okay? And those people that select may not have the requisite skills, experience, uh, uh, intellect to, to perform those tasks. So I'm saying, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to move a step away from that, change the paradigm a little. And that will give me, for example, in that particular uh, instance, access to the entire spectrum of Liberia that I can select from, okay? And you, you made a good point. Liberia is a very young population, okay? We have these young people that are smart, that are aggressive, 
but they've always been underutilized and marginalized because like you say, we, it's, we, we are archaic. Okay. So it's very, very important. And the way, what I, the way I'm going to do this is select leaders within the governance structure. Okay. Based okay. purely, based purely, strictly on their ability to deliver. Can you deliver? Let's go. That's what I'm okay. talking about. Can you deliver? Can you begin to be, think outside of the box and apply innovative and creative solutions to some of the challenges we have here? One of the problems we've had is we continuously do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, the young not... people in Liberia, like the young people all over the world, they begin to realize something important. It is their future. They are the ones that are, going to have, are responsible now to create a pathway to their success and their prosperity. Yes, so indeed. what I intend to do is to surround myself with bright people, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of gender, regardless of anything. Can you deliver? Are yes, you indeed. committed to Liberia? Okay. The other thing is to build institutions we're going to do. We are going to say in any institution from a certain level, for example, in a ministerial arrangement, from, from assistant minister down must be technocrats. They are not political appointments. We want technocrats that can deliver, that can manage, that will be monitored, okay, to perform certain functions, okay? And they have to be able to do that. So um, now what happens is we're going to get pushback from the political system. Of course. Because what generally happens is <clears throat> they use those governmental appointments to return the favors of a vote. Yeah. Okay. And as a result of that, you more or less impede progress and you encourage corruption. So if I select a director or an assistant minister, okay, that is selected purely based on his ability to deliver, not even his political affiliation. You know, we take, for example, in the U.S., the Secretary of State, okay? The Secretary of State is only a mouthpiece of the institution. The foreign policy of the United States is developed by technocrats within the institution of the Ministry of the, the, the Department of State, okay? So regardless of whether they are Democrat, Republican, or Independent, it doesn't matter. Can they deliver and they create those policies? That is something we need to look at very closely and adopt it to our needs. So my running mate, he's not going to be more than 40 years old. Let mm. me be the senior citizen of that team. Okay. And I, I like know that. that there are lots of young capable Liberians that are able to get in there, get that down the trenches and do what needs to be done. We need to stop all the talk, all the political rhetoric, all the back and forth insulting and finger pointing. Yeah. And just get to work. Yeah, and, and I know according to your track record, man, man, you have a you have a proven track record. You have like I said, you have a proven track record. You have a proven track record of delivering, right? So it's not like you're just saying this to, to, to talk, you're not just talking talk. You you actually walk the walk, and this is why like having this interview with you right now is refreshing because I mean well, I, I'm, I'm, all about, I'm all about taking action, I'm all about you know yeah. be about it, don't just talk about it, be about it. I mean let your action speak. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. We're not going to banter back and forth. Let your action I'm not speak. Here. 
I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm here to change Liberia. Okay. And okay. what I am looking for as I build a team, I am not looking for personal loyalty. That doesn't do me any good. As old as I am, I don't need any more loyalties, so to speak. I'm looking for a team that's committed to one thing and one thing alone, Liberia. Okay. So don't tell me what you think I want to hear. I expect you will be honest, candid with me, and we move forward. Okay. We need to look at our government and change it. We need to decentralize. What we've done in Liberia is literally effectively taking power from the people. We centralize everything around the presidency, around Monrovia, so that where to put a school in Lofa County, that decision is made in Monrovia. Why? Why? We need to decentralize, let the people take back that power. Let them make a determination as to who the municipal leaders ought to be. Yeah. Let, because what happens is when the president appoints a superintendent of a county, that superintendent's loyalty is not to the people. Where it should be is to the president who appointed him. Mm -hmm. And the people become reticent. Well, he's here to serve the needs of, you know, of Monrovia. So I'm not going to get involved in it. So we need to re-empower the people. And I tell you one thing, Thomas, I live in Liberia. And I know something very important about the Liberian young people. They are well ahead of the older generation in terms of where they want to go and where they want to be. All they need is the opportunity to take the power back and use that power wisely. So I'm, you know, in a large sense, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic for Liberia based on the condition that this point in time we select the right leadership. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you know what? So I left Liberia when I was six years old, right? I haven't been back. It's been 30 years, right? And this year I'm going back, you know, for the first time in a long time, right? But my goal, like my overall goal, like my like my what's really driving me is I want to create a trade school in Liberia, right? Because I, I believe in entrepreneurship. I believe that in order for society to grow and 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 really, really stand out. You need entrepreneurs. You need small businesses. So small Absolutely. businesses are basically what help to boost the economy, right? But at the same time, I don't want pushback because of all the corruption, right? So I'm glad you answered you answer some of my questions that I had in my head um, before because you mentioned you're going to tackle that ASAP, you know, and especially being a person that's been here for such a long time. I mean, I, I'm, I plan on going to Liberia with a lot of ideas, you know, a lot of vigor and energy and it will it will deter me if I get if I if I got if I get a lot of pushback from my own people. And I tell you what, you are making the determination at a great time, okay? Because what we need to do in Liberia is to empower the private sector, empower people like you. I always say, and I've coined this expression that Liberia has sixteen counties. We have they say fifteen counties, but I say sixteen. The 16th county politically is Liberia's diaspora, okay? And the diaspora also represents the middle class. Liberia doesn't have a middle class in Liberia, okay? The middle class is our diaspora. We cannot talk about an effective and prosperous future of Liberia without embracing this diaspora. So as a leader for Liberia, my key responsibility is to create an environment, okay, that would empower any Liberian 
regardless of where they come from, who they are, to succeed. Okay? And the way to do that is to create that environment free of corruption, okay, free of all of these divides we have, ethnicity, social, all those things. It fully reconciles society. Okay? We it's going to be tough to do. It will take courage to do it, but we are going to do it so that once we empower the private sector, okay, we are able then to downsize our government, okay, and make it more efficient, make it lean and mean so we can accomplish things and govern properly. Look, government should be in one business and one business alone, the business of governance. Okay, let the issue of, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, entrepreneurial drive and zeal be left with the private sector, be left with young folks like you who know how to do it. Government's role in that particular instance is to create policies, okay, that will ensure fairness and equity, okay, but ensure that you're empowered to, su to succeed. How is it that you, you are here and you're doing very, very well? Then you go to Liberia, then you beat all these silly obstacles and, and pushback for somebody wanting a few dollars, okay? We need to build a system that is based on trust, good, solid, sustainable relationships. Okay. And you can only do that with exemplary leadership. And I believe in my heart of hearts that that's what I bring to the table for Liberia. And that's how we will change Liberia. Okay. I definitely like those words. Definitely like those words. So, Ambassador Barnes, now I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the people, right? Um, because I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people are watching this podcast right now, and they are not even sure um who you are, right? Even though, like I said, we we've had a, a great conversation thus far, but if someone was you know looking for a potential candidate to vote for during the upcoming election, what traits would you advise for them to look for? First and foremost, humility. Humility someone who's prepared to sit down with them, regardless of where, if it's on a sidewalk, in the village, on the ground, wherever, and say, I understand your problems. I see your pain. I know your pain. Okay. Instead of making promises. Okay. Someone who can humble themselves. You cannot say you want to lead Liberia to prosperity unless you're prepared to first and foremost humble yourself before God Almighty and before the very people you want to lead. So people should look at humility, someone who's able to sit with them and understand them and not offer them gifts, offer them rice and offer them motorcycles and offer them and make promises. Someone that's able to sit down eyeball to eyeball and say, how can we fix your problem? Tell me what your issues are. And let's work around it. And you know, the truth of the matter is, I can't do it all by myself. I need you. You got to take your power back and you got to know exactly what you want. There are three cardinal questions in leadership, in life, in my mind, that we as a people need to constantly ask ourselves. I write about that in my book. Cardinal question number one, what do I want? If you ain't know what you want, you ain't going to get it. Yeah. Question number two, what must I do to get what I want? Cardinal number, question number three, am I willing and prepared to do what I must do 
to get what I want. So I intend to sit down with these people that are looking for these qualities. Ah, don't look for me because I'm going to give you a handout. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you rice because you eat it when you go home tonight and feed your family and then the next day you're sitting down hungry. So they should look for humility. They should look for someone who's prepared to work with them in addressing the three cardinal questions. That's the first uh, 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 characteristic they should touch for. The second one is courage. We got challenges in Liberia, but they are not insurmountable. We need leadership that is courageous to make some very difficult decisions, but more importantly, has the tenacity to stick with those decisions and see it through, through it to a successful conclusion. So you want humility, courage, honesty, integrity, okay? With me, I can show it. I say, and people say to me in my room, they had this thing that Nathaniel Barnes is arrogant. No, 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 no. I'm not arrogant. I'm confident. I'm confident, yeah. I'm confident. Okay. And I'm confident, so confident, I can say to anyone, I serve my government, I serve my people. I challenge anyone to say, this is a situation, bring proof to say this is a situation where Nathaniel Barnes did this corrupt act. Or he did this and got away with impunity. Or he tried to exploit or take advantage of some poor person. Okay. We need to get away from the fact that, oh, I'm a big shot and there's those people down there. Every leader is a servant. It's an employee yes, of the Liberian people, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they are. You are there. You got there to serve them. God gave you the grace, okay, and the opportunity. You must use it and use it well and serve. So those are some, some of the things they need to look at. Look at past performance. I, don't, I know very well that I may not be a popular person in Liberia, but those that know me, know me for my integrity. They know me for my credibility. They know me that I would say what I would do, and I would do what I would say what I say, okay? So it, those are the, the basic things they need to look for, okay? We need to stop selecting politicians based on all the talk, all the lies, all the promises, okay? And look at somebody who has a track record and who has the commitment and the love of the people. One of the reasons why I'm going as an independent is the political institution, institutions are making so much trouble and fussing among themselves. They are so caught up in their own institutional agendas. Mm -hmm. They are so caught up in their own greed and power, greed for power, that they forget the fundamental driver of leadership, meeting the needs of the people. Definitely. <laughs> you see? Mm -hmm. So with me, I, you know, people say, oh, he, he dresses nicely or he did that. No. I can swing with the best of them from Nukuta to Jogbintan, to Fisabu, to Wozi, to Kaloken, anywhere I can go and I will be there with them. Yeah, and that's, you, right? that is what is needed. Yeah, yeah, a leader, a leader is also flexible. You know, you're not, you you're not, you're not all high and mighty. You're able to calm down to the low of lows and even hang out with the highs high, high of highs. So it's being able to adjust, right, in every climate, every type of, of, of people and persons. And that's what makes a great leader a great leader, right? You're not... You're not just putting yourself in one category, you know? So I know you mentioned your book earlier, right? Um, What's the title of your book, by the way? 
My book is entitled Left Brain, Right Brain, Thoughts and Musings of a Servant. Nice. And it basically, <laughs> it's a, a, a collection of, of uh, my thoughts on issues that are global or international. Okay. okay. We're talking in a book about globalization, about conflict, about our common humanity. Uh, and then I also, uh, as a, you know, the, the whole concept behind left brain, right brain is the left hemisphere of the brain. It's supposed to be analytical, mm -hmm. straightforward, you know, very qu quantitative. Yeah. And the right side, on the other hand, is more creative and free flowing. Okay. So uh, I, I draw. I have something of an artist in me, so I doodle okay. a lot. So uh, what I tried to say was to we need to exercise both hemispheres of our brain, of our brain, so we find a certain balance to be a fuller person. So uh, I'm certainly a left-brained person, rational thought and, and all that. But I try to bring out that quiet, innate side of the right brain. Which, so I did some drawings and included it uh, in the book and tried to juxtapose it against my very critical and rational thought. And hopefully the reader can say, ah, I see what he mean, means by this drawing based on what I've read over there. It okay, was a okay. very, very exciting project we did. And uh, I'm very, very excited about it. We've had good, we've had good sales, but in many instances, I've uh, used the proceeds of the sale from the book for um, a foundation that my wife and I run. It's called the Aurora Foundation of Liberia, and mm -hmm. the basic goal of the Aurora Foundation is to create agents of positive change in Liberia. Nice. We provide scholarships. We support an orphanage. We just, as a matter of fact, yesterday dedicated a mini computer lab. In a school in a marginalized community called Tupu Village. That's awesome, right uh, there. Just outside of Monrovia. We built a little computer lab, put some uh, six laptops on a table, and got a router and all of the hardware and software required. And then the school, this out of school, the school agreed to get an IT instructor to give the kids some exposure, early exposure to, to, to computers. So those are the kinds of things we're doing. And the proceeds from the sales of that book has gone towards helping to, to do some of our job work uh, uh, in Liberia. I'm also, my wife and I also writing, uh, just finished another book. It's, okay, called okay. Believe, it's called Believer's Journey. And it's a more spiritual uh, thing. Uh, we uh, are both deeply spiritual and we took time to more or less go through the Holy Bible from Genesis to Revelation and pick our favorite passage in each book and then try to explain how it's impacted us spiritually and what it means to us. Okay. In that particular instance, I also take photographs of nature. What's that talented guy? Yeah, we we intersperse the, our writings with with photographs of you know Lake Piso and and the Blue Lake and uh, the, the, the the Sapo forests and and places all through Liberia, you know, and some flora and fauna and no more flora than anything else and. Uh, so it's, it's going to be coming out hopefully the end of this month. And uh, what we're going to use for, for that is also use the proceeds to, again, aid our foundation. Okay. So, um, Ambassador Barnes, where can um, people go to find your book? Your books, well, they will both be on, on, they will both be on Amazon, Left Brain, Right Brain. It's presently on Amazon. As a matter of fact, here it is. Here is a, it's a copy of Left Brain, Right Brain, the drawing on the cover. Okay. Uh, it's, it's my creation. 
And hopefully you can see that the, how the title left brain, right brain, it reflected in the drawing itself. But it's on, see, it's on Amazon. <laughs> it's on Amazon, and uh, we expect that Believer's Journey will also be on Amazon uh, once it's it's uh, it's released. Awesome. So um, if I'm someone goes to Amazon and just type in my name, M. Nathaniel Barnes, on the books, it should get automatically pulled up. Okay, awesome. So I'll make sure my, my team plugs in the title of both books in the show notes as well. So, you know, I, mean, I, I love stories, Ambassador um, Barnes. I love stories. So I want you to basically paint me a picture, right, mm-hmm. of what your ideal library would be like if you had all the necessary funding, right, all the necessary candidates uh, and team members at your um exposure and dis- disposure, right? How will it look like? Paint me a picture right now. I want a Liberian where Liberians would prefer to stay in Liberia, where kids want to stay there because the experience of learning is captivating. The experience of expanding their imagination and their creativity and their intellect is captivating. You don't want to go anywhere else. I want a Liberia where others from all over the globe will want, will want to come to Liberia because of its natural beauty, because of the hospitality of its people, mm. because of the opportunities that are there for them to grow and expand themselves. That is the Liberia I see, a Liberia that we can be proud of. So whenever you travel outside of Liberia, you say, where are you from? You probably say, I'm from Liberia. And it's, oh, I always wanted to go there. Oh, I went there. You know, that is the Liberia I picture. I want a Liberia that is fair and equitable. I want a Liberia that's absence of impunity, where people believe that it can do all kinds of dirty things to others and get away with it. Okay, that is the Liberia I picture. I want a Liberia where kids can just say, I just love being home. You know, when I was a young man, uh, we used to do this, have this habit of, of, of going to spend the time to each other's house. You know, my friends would come and say, Nat, let me go ask your mom and pa so if they can go spend the night with us. I would always be reluctant because I always wanted to be home. <laughs> you know, I'd love to have them come to my house, okay, but I'd always be reluctant because I love being home so much. That is the Liberia that I want to create, that Liberians will want to stay and be their best selves. That's awesome right there. So if you notice, as you're speaking, I have my eyes closed because I was visualizing the Liberia that you were creating, that you were sharing with me. So as my eyes were closed, I was just living that. I was putting mm-hmm. myself in that position, right? Um, yeah. I'm very visual, right? I'm very, very, yeah. I'm, I'm a passionate person, but I'm also very visual. So yeah. being able to visualize um, that Liberia, that ideal Liberia, it makes yeah, it much more attainable, right? You and know, the thing you know, about it, go ahead. Sorry, the thing about it is, it's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. We just need to adhere to the three cardinal questions and have a desire to do it. Because right now, we live in an environment of impunity where we have little girls, teenage prepubescent girls being brutally raped. Why? We have murders, people being murdered, and it just goes unsolved. Nobody cares, and people go away with impunity. That must stop, okay? And I do believe with the right leadership leadership and the right vision, okay, we can do it. There's an issue right now in Liberia where babies are being raped. I mean, what kind of craziness is that? You know, with me, give me an opportunity, a rapist that's fallen 
uh, 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 guilty of perpetrating an act like that. Go ahead and put a man in the jail, put him under the damn jail. They seem of a corrupt individual. You see, we have to make some tough decisions yeah. and be prepared to make some hard sacrifices to create that wonderful Liberia that we all know we can do. Yeah. And the thing about it is, it will not just take one person. It's not just that. It will take all of us. We must move away from this business of saying, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's because of you that this happened. No. We need to reconcile and we need to understand that to get the Liberia that we all want, it will take all of us. We like, must yeah. be the change that we see, that we want yes, to see. We want to be yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, for, for things to change, you have to change, right? But um, it's all about accountability. We all have to be accountability. We all have to take accountability of of what's going on right now, right? We have to, can't just, we can't just talk. We have to first take accountability, then take action. Take action. Without Enough accountability, talk it's not going to take action. Enough talk already. Yeah. The politician, so. the politician and they're talking too much. Enough talk already. Shut up and get it done. There we go. There we Shut go. Shut up and get it done. That's, that, that's, that's what, what your campaign, your, your campaign quote right there. <laughs> Shut, up, Shut and up and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yep. So, Ambassador yep. Barnes, um, where can folks go to to contribute towards your campaign? Because I know this is gonna, this this gonna yeah. this is gonna take a lot of work to accomplish this task. There you go. It's gonna take work and. Uh, it's, you know, any campaign, political campaign to be successful requires good talent and money. Okay. Now, my wife always said to me, Nat, you're an idealist. I know I'm not. I'm a realist. Okay. I have these wonderful things I could do to turn Liberia around. But number one, I know I can't do it by myself. We need all the help we can get. So we have created a web page that's just about done. It will be probably a uh, public very soon. But if you wanted to make a contribution, there are three ways you can do so as we speak. Uh, Cash app is Nathaniel Barnes 2023. I'm sorry. Let me. I'm so, so Zelle and PayPal is Nathaniel Barnes 2023. Okay. Okay. So, so Cash app, Zelle, and PayPal. Yeah. Okay. And then Cash app is uh, Nathan dollar sign Nathaniel Barnes. Is it? 2023. I got okay. my assistant here trying to write this down for me. <laughs> but so if if you want to uh, to make a contribution and we ask that you please help that you can, no amount is too little. My grandma used to say, little is much when God is in it. Mm, so please, like <laughs> you know, make, make a little much and help us out. We, we need all the help we can get. And uh, one of the things we are not going to do, and I should be very emphatic about this, you know, Politicians in the past have literally, in their attempt to be successful, literally sold the country. They go to very, very wealthy people and say, okay, if you do this for me in terms of funding my campaign and making me successful, I will give you this resource at yes. some ridiculously, uh, uh, ridiculous rate. Yeah, I'm not prepared to do that. I'm not okay. prepared to do that. If I ask people for money, I want them to believe in the cause, believe in me. Okay, trust me, trust Liberia. Okay, and we'll move forward for a better Liberia. So I, we need all the help we can get, and I'm appealing to all Liberians out there, both at home and in the diaspora, and all friends of Liberia, to help us be successful. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah, you're definitely a man of integrity, man. This is why, like I said, this is this this is an honor to to um you know it's an honor to interview and really you know learn more about how you plan on revamping the country, right? Um, but like I said, this is this is a a project that's that hits close to home. You know, like I haven't been back to Liberia in 30 years, and I'm going back this year. So there's a lot of things I need to deal with, um, even trauma from my, my past. But this is the first step. This is the first step. And you're welcome. And I think it's a great time to go um, because you get a chance. And, you know, when you go, you need to go with an open mind. Yeah, definitely. Because things that, that things are different. Things are very, very difficult and hard. But at the end of the day, the typical Liberian is no diff different than the typical American or Chinese or uh, uh Ukrainian or Vietnamese, we are a common humanity. Our challenges are all the same, different levels of it, okay? But we can do better as people. And we have several models that we can look at that have seen it being successful. Mm -hmm. Singapore, Vietnam, okay, Rwanda, Botswana, these are instances where the leaders said to themselves, Japan, the leaders said to themselves, we can do better. They got a good grasp of the three cardinal questions and created a path that required sacrifice, hard work, discipline, focus, and vision. And they were able to do it. People say, oh, it would take Liberia forever to change. I don't believe that. We can do that within a generation with the right leadership. Starts with belief first, though. Starts with belief. There you go. There, there you go. go. There must be that belief. Mm -hmm. see? But it's a good thing. It's a great time to be in Liberia. Okay. It's a great time to change Liberia. Because, you know, there are several countries on the continent that are really right. At this point in time, they are stateless. They are not governable. Okay. We are at the edge of the abyss. And we need to pull together and pull ourselves away from that edge and sort of literally take the paradigm and flip it on its ears, okay, so that we can, as a matter of fact, find a way to move onward and upward. It's up to you, young people. You have power. Don't ever forget, no matter what they say to you, no matter what they try to do to you, you have power. Yes, indeed. It's important that you take your power and use it wisely. And this is the time to use that power wisely. You know, stop just because your friends say, oh, that man good or that man, he, he, he can play football. You to play football. He may not grow up proud. <laughs> so you go vote for him? No. Look at those qualities we talked about earlier, Thomas. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a very, very important time for Liberia. Okay. Look at all of our past. Look at the skeletons. Face our skeletons. And that has to be done through a reconciliatory process. We must reconcile. We must rid ourselves of corruption. We must believe in ourselves. There have been too many instances where we listen to others to tell us how to solve our own problems. When we created the problem for ourselves, but we teach somebody to know the solution better than us. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Yes, we indeed. need to look at 
they distinguish between politicians and leaders. Unfortunately for us, we've been managed by politicians and we've been managed poorly. I look at myself first and foremost as a leader. Politics is only one of the leader's tools. There are an array of tools a good, a good leader has. A politician has, a politician has one and only one tool, the tool of politics and political rhetoric. They talk, 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 then they can't do nothing. Persuasiveness. <laughs> That's it. Yes, persuasion. You talk, yeah. talk, talk, and they can't solve it. So enough talk already. We can do this. Yes, I indeed. Truly, truly, in my heart of heart, believe that. Yeah, definitely. Ambassador Barnes, thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to have you on this episode of How May I Serve You? So thank you for coming on. Thank you for really sharing your agenda with us and, and your plan of execution, right? And also thank you to all of our listeners for lending us your ears and your eyeballs. But I have one last question for you before we leave. And that question is, how may I serve you? May serve by number one, serving Liberia. Finding what it is that you have that will bring value to Liberia and bringing it, that serves me. And honestly, the pleasure has been mine. And I ask you the question, how may I serve you, Liberia? Allow me to serve you, Liberia. And given that, we can make a better Liberia. Thank you so much. The honor has been mine. Yes, indeed. So everyone has been listening. Thanks once again for coming on board. Make sure to tune in to all of Ambassador Barnes' um, links that my, my team is going to po post in the show notes later on. And guys, please, please always believe in yourself and continue to push yourself and others forward. Stay true to yourself. Much love. We out. Cheers. Three, three cardinal questions. Don't forget them. Hit it. What do I want? What must I do to get what I want? Am I willing and prepared to do what I must do to get what I want? God bless everybody. Yes, indeed. You heard it from the man himself, future president of Liberia, Nathaniel Barnes. We out. Cheers.